the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. I am Seth Leapson, 602-508-0960, 602-5080-960. Love to hear from you, your hour, anything on your mind. Uh, that's what we're here for. I was talking with uh, John Dombrowski earlier that um, even if you hear something on you know the, these kinds of shows that uh, you may not personally be able to do something about, maybe you know someone. Maybe you know someone. That's why we try and get the word out. That's why we go... Up against the grain, that's why we try and compete with the narrative that is dictated so often by the New York Times onward through most of cable. Which gets me to the thought that I was kind of just uh, testing out or prepping in the last uh, segment of the last hour. Which is when you think about um, what we know of the way crimes and political crimes are prosecuted and how they're treated so disparately, so differently, if you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat, and how the media will handle those stories. What makes this, this document thing, so different? Why is it such an outlier? How is it that everyone but Adam Schiff is piling on at this point? Almost everyone but Adam Schiff is piling on. I mean, if you look at press conference from last week, uh, Thursday's press conference, um, Ed Henry at CNN was indistinguishable from his questioning of Karin Jean-Pierre from Peter Ducey. May have even been harder. May have had the microphone, the question and microphone longer. What changed? What's different? I was remarking on a piece by our friends at Issues and Insights that the facts show that whatever Republicans, particularly Donald Trump, was accused of by that, shall we say, chorus, Biden has been guilty of himself and in some cases with worse conduct. Again, the point being, why this? They point out that Trump has been called a liar and continues to be called one today, more than two years after leaving public office. Meanwhile, Biden, across his nearly half century of public service, has made up more fiction than a pulp novelist. Even today, even today, or was it yesterday? I should say, I apologize. It was yesterday. Yesterday at um, at the church that he spoke at to honor Martin Luther King Jr., he said he go, went as a young child, he went to Catholic services every day, and after Catholic services, he would go to the black church services. That's just simply not credible. It's not true. One of the tells is when he says no joke, which he did there, too. No joke. Well, it may not be a joke, but it doesn't make it true either, and it isn't. And it's not true that he was arrested for protesting apartheid in South Africa with Nelson Mandela, as he continually said. And I'm all for getting rid of George Santos any way possible. I think he's a blight and a stain. But as we're doing it, let's clean the st- cleanse the stables, shall we, of Blumenthal and Warren while we're at it. Remember what their crimes 
of lying were. In Blumenthal, Richard Blumenthal's case, senator from Connecticut, he had you believe that he was a Vietnam War veteran. That's called stolen valor. He serves in the U.S. Senate. Think about Senator Elizabeth Warren. Think about her before she was a senator. You've heard me on this before. I can't say it enough. You know, in front of the Supreme Court is this case. Asian Americans are suing Harvard over discriminatory policies. Elizabeth Warren lied to get her job. She was a professor of law at Harvard. Bill, I don't know. Is there a more elite thing? One can say maybe, maybe for those of us who don't think so much of those things anymore. But once upon a time, could there be a more elite statement or in a more elite job or a more respected profession than to say once upon a time? I couched it to say I'm a professor of law aware Harvard. Wow. Impressive. It was an impressive thing. You look at her resume and you look at every other resume of professors of law at Harvard, assistant, associate, full. They did not have her educational background. They did not have the schools that she had on her resume. There's only one way she could have become a professor of law at Harvard, only one. And it wasn't because of her great studies at Rutgers, only one, by lying about her ethnicity. Never mind lying to get to the Senate. How about lying to have the credibility of being a professor of law at Harvard? Not that it in and of itself is the thing, but for people who seem to care about opportunities, for people who work hard and earned them, or maybe did actually work hard and earned them and did suffer some form of discrimination along the way, she took that job from that person. She took that job from that person, from people who claim to care. This is what gets elevated with very little attention. You tell the Elizabeth Warren story to most people, they have no idea what you're talking about. They certainly don't know the Blumenthal story. Trump and Russia, a made-up story. Biden and entanglements with foreign interests that weaken his ability to be an effective commander-in-chief. The truth, even before he was elected president, it was known that he was compromised by his family's shady foreign dealings. China, Ukraine, Russia, and they've been prominent players in the Biden family influence peddling operation. The current president has used law enforcement for corrupt purposes. A majority of Americans are convinced for good reason that he's used the FBI as his personal Gestapo. Trump was on the other side of the FBI. It was out to get him. This administration used the FBI to get you for doing what? Not breaking a federal law. Showing up at school board meetings to question such things and nonsenses as critical race theory and mask and vaccine mandates in your elementary and high secondary and uh, your elementary and secondary schools. It's called intimidation. It's the worst, some of the worst of what J. Edgar Hoover was accused of. It was the weaponization of the rhetoric of Joe McCarthy using the FBI. Sure, there was a lie by some considerations. Sure, there were big lies told by all kinds of politicians. Yes, Trump complained about having the 2020 election stolen from him. 
But Biden himself had undermined faith in elections, agreeing that Trump was an illegitimate president and claiming Al Gore, not George Bush, was elected to the White House in 2000. So did Nancy Pelosi about Hillary Clinton. So did Hillary Clinton about Hillary Clinton. Trump likes to insult his opponents. What's the word of art these days? Smash mouth? I don't, I don't like that phrase, but that's what I've been hearing. Trump, has, Trump uses or plays smash mouth politics. Sure, so does Biden. Go back to the tapes. Go back to the YouTubes and on the campaign hustings. He told a union man he was full of a word I can't say. Called him a horse's, another word I can't say. Called a 21-year-old college student a, di- a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Ridiculed a group of soldiers he was talking to as a dull bunch of st- stupid, stupid, I can't, I, I won't say the word, but this is Biden. And I'm choking on saying words he's used to talk about Americans. Our president for all Americans sees chumps when he sees Trump supporters. He called a Fox News reporter, Peter Ducey, a stupid three-letter word I won't say. So I think what's different today is the clear unraveling of Joe Biden once and for all as he took away their moral high ground in going after Trump on classified documents in which a special prosecutor and an investigation was always taking already taking place. He took away the moral high ground that the Democrats feigned, feigned. And let us not forget, let us not forget that these documents that were found at the Biden quote-unquote think tank, which was funded with tens and tens of millions, untold tens of millions of dollars from Chinese organizations and companies. That may be the bigger scandal, but let us not forget that these documents were known in the Biden world as having been found six days before the midterm elections. Just as the Hunter Biden laptop story was censored right before the 2020 election. How much up with this are the Democrats willing to put? I'll get into more of it when we come back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. I had forgotten I used to say this. I was reminded by this uh, about this. Um, when Joe Biden was speaking at Ebenezer Baptist Church yesterday, someone remembered I had said on air, if you asked Joe Biden the name of the woman he nominated to the Supreme Court, I don't think he could come up with that name. If you look at, if you go to... I don't know what what's the best video platform to say you always get mad at me when I say YouTube it's just stuck in my head but if you go and watch the video of Biden's speech yesterday it's clear if you were Tanji Brown Jackson you would have been offended listening to him render her name he didn't know the name and he couldn't say the name and it was embarrassing and today he didn't know the name of Martin Luther King the third's wife, who he sang happy birthday to and led the singing of it to, is right out of a parody. If you're going to do that, if you're going to lead 
birthday song with the microphone know the name or hold back. Don't talk like Charlie Brown's teacher. Michael Goodwin, I think, has maybe one of the best pieces here. It's a debate. I was debating whether it was Michael Goodwin's piece or um, David Marcus's. But Michael Goodwin writes, a favorite saying among insiders is that two weeks is a lifetime in politics, meaning anything can happen. In Joe Biden's case, a mere five days was enough to turn his world upside down. The news Saturday that more class. Did you know that more classified documents were found? Two days ago. There was another tranche that was found. <laughs> Who did I have? I said Harsanyi. David Harsanyi said, all right, well, they say it's a few documents. Well, a few documents five times over ends up to documents or a lot of documents. Anyway, there were more found on Saturday. And it's a bizarre week that suddenly put Biden's presidency in peril and further damaged the sagging credibility of the Department of Justice Goodwin White's right. Goodwin writes, when reports emerged last Monday that multiple classified documents were found in an office Biden used after leaving the White House as vice president, the propaganda media circled the wagons around by insisting he's no Donald Trump. They had a point up to a point. But when reports two days later said a second batch of supposedly secret papers was found in Biden's Delaware garage, the wall of media protection showed some cracks as the different differences between the president's cases narrowed. And when an additional classified page was found in Biden's Delaware library and a special prosecutor was appointed Thursday to investigate him, all the defense made a hasty retreat. Then came Saturday, two days ago, which proves the president was serially sloppy with America's secrets. The result is that Trump now looks like a lucky man while Biden looks like a man whose luck has run out. It's been a feature of Trump's political career that he's been fortunate in his enemies, say Hillary Clinton, and it's enough said. But Trump's foolish standoff with justice over classified documents he kept at Mar-a-Lago put him on course for criminal charges, especially when Merrick Garland put a hard-charging special prosecutor on the case. And Biden clearly enjoyed Trump's predicament, having earlier urged that his predecessor be prosecuted for his conduct. Asked about Trump's handling of classified documents, Biden said he just couldn't understand how anyone could be that irresponsible. And thanks to that quote and his own misconduct, Biden has come to Trump's rescue with his multiple document stashes, making it nearly impossible for Trump to be prosecuted if Biden isn't. Now, that may be the other shoe here. It's not just that the moral high ground was eviscerated, was uh, eradicated. It's that the wringing and rubbing of hands of we finally got Trump and the walls are closing in and we can finally prosecute him has disappeared, just disappeared in smoke. How can you possibly prosecute Trump for keeping documents in a more secure location and one and not Biden and several less? This is all the more true because of the way Merrick Garland, solidifying his reputation as a bitter, bitter partisan hack, kept secret the first Biden document finding of November 2nd until after the midterm elections and seemed to be hiding each new finding until it was forced into the open. That is an unforgivable thing. 
those of us who listened to talk radio and watched Fox News and had a few other outlets here and there could know of the Hunter Biden story, but none of us could know of this. Six days before the election, there was no one reporting on it. No one knew about it except the Bidens and the retinue around and within him. In fact, it was only after leaks that Garland felt the need to even the presidential playing field and appoint a veteran prosecutor in Robert Herr to probe Joe Biden. The curse of interesting time strikes again, yet to see Biden's case as merely a legal, politically inconvenient parallel to Trump's is to miss the much larger potential for trouble. Trouble that Joe Biden faces. All the president's men and media helpers won't be able to limit his predicament to the classified documents. For one thing, the timing of the discoveries couldn't be worse, coming just as Republicans take control of the House with a pledge to end the see-no-evil approach Democrats took to Biden family corruption. Long before the document bombshells, GOP leaders vowed to follow the millions upon millions of dollars that Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, Joe's brother, got abroad from selling access to Joe. Based on the contents of Hunter's laptop, it's certain that Joe benefited from foreign payments. As Representative Jim Comer of Kentucky put it, we're not investigating Hunter Biden, we're investigating Joe Biden. The quest will be to find how much money Joe Biden received and what favors he did in return, primarily as vice president and possibly as president. Keep in mind, his secretary of state right now is a man who was the executive director of that think tank that received those untold millions of dollars from Chinese institutions, Anton and uh, Tony Blinken. The second reason why the document scandal can't be isolated is because the papers, some of which reportedly involved foreign nations, were found in locations related to the family scandals. It's as if the two separate streams are joined as one, probably because they are. Can I repeat that? The papers, the confidential papers, which involved foreign nations, were found in locations related to the family scandals. If that isn't a headline, it should be. How about, for example, Hunter lives in the Delaware House? raising concerns he might have even seen the documents, which were not secured. He might have even disclosed the contents. And the batch that turned up at the Penn Biden Center, that's its own special problem. Starting then, the University of Pennsylvania paid Joe Biden $900,000 through 2019, despite Nine appearances with students. In addition, the Post citing public records reports the university got $60 million in donations, including $23 million in anonymous gifts starting in 2016. What was 2016? The year Joe Biden was leaving the vice presidency. We may not have enough staff available in Washington, D.C. to investigate what needs to be investigated here. 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I want to urge you to think about starting the year off by securing the value of your cash reserves and investments and guarding them against what many are predicting will be a brutal year for the value of the dollar and the stock market by purchasing gold and other precious metals through the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. 
Love those guys. The veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. Gold holds its value when economies fail. With stocks and bonds crashing over 20% in 2022, gold has held its value. Those who converted to gold with Midas Gold Group created a hedge against the ravages of inflation. So how about you? Want no regrets? Check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com, or better yet, call them at 480-360-3000. 480-360-3000. David is in Phoenix. Hello, David. Seth, how are you doing, sir? Really well. How about you? Is the rain let up? Uh, yeah, for now. For now. Okay. For now. It doesn't seem like we doesn't seem like we had a sunny day uh, this whole year. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you say we haven't had a sunny day in the last six years? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, so I'm gonna I'll make some loaded statements because that's what I'm famous for. But I want to make some loaded statements. Uh, we're 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 caught up in this comparative analysis between how and why Trump should or should not be prosecuted or investigated for the classified documents, uh, as opposed to what uh, Mr. Bump by documents, and we can we will uh, of course beat our with logic. Uh, as to what what is going on, but if the mainstream media is not going to be fair, it makes it very difficult, right? Yep. And what what I think is going on, I, I, and I'm going to, you know, obviously make some claims, but it's interesting is that they claim that the documents were discovered on November the 2nd. Yeah. Now, everybody's, oh, it's right before the election. It was political manipulation. Well, of course, welcome to politics. That's that's nothing new. Uh, but what's interesting is that I think none of this would have ever come out if uh, if the House did not go to the Republicans. And I think the House has has jurisdiction and supervisory over the National Archives. Now I'm not exactly sure, but I could have sworn I heard Jim Jordan talk about that. But what's interesting is that uh, – so let's start with that. Now that the Republicans are in control uh, – By the way, I just don't think that's true. I just don't. But anyway, keep going. Okay. Well, then you have to say to yourself, the best tool for the left is to be able to take down Trump and to take down Joe Biden with one topic. If they go after Joe Biden about – classified documents. We'll never know what's in those documents. We'll never learn what was, if in fact it was used, if it was part of Hunter or not. We'll never know those. We'll always ask those questions. But this is an easy out for the left. It's an easy exit for all of the shenanigans that have occurred over the last six years. And so we all knew that Biden was was basically the mark Right. You know, the old saying, right, at the, at the table, if you don't know who the mark is, then it's you. <laughs> and Biden is the mark. OK. <laughs> and, yeah, he's going to go down and whatever it may be, it may they'll have somebody else in place. But what's, what, what's nice is that you have the mainstream media using one type of event in order to let Biden go. And this will be a 
simple way to let him go. Well, if I hear you right, David, and and if I do hear you right, correct me if I don't, I think we're on the same page in that it's weird that this is such seemingly small beer compared to other things. Correct. I think the big story here, for anyone who wants to chase it in the mainstream media is really what that money was doing at the University of Pennsylvania and the China Connection. I think that is the big story here. Well, the big story is you're right. Those I mean, everyone cares. I mean, the all big... these people have taken papers. Every I, I, I'm sure they have. I know Barack Obama did. I know he did. We know. I, I, I just I don't think that, which was why the thing about Trump last August was so outrageous. It really was also right. small beer that they elevated into a midnight or afternoon dark raid. You know, I, I mean, it was so to hear people caterwauling about what that was. It was almost nothing. Yeah, but but the, but your your question about, you know, the money and hold the thought. I, I, this is important and I want to give it to you. Uh, I just have to take the break. I can't control it. If you can hold I'll. If you have the time, I have the uh, air. We'll be right back, David. Don't go away. I'll, I'll give you the mic back in a second. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. David, thanks for your patience, sir. Go right ahead. So so you're, you want answers to the questions as to what information, how much money was poured into Penn, for obviously for the... It could be a million reasons. We all know that it, it's not kosher, right? There's something obviously not right. It's really Except unique how much money went to Penn from China. Really unique amounts. Yeah. So, and it's unique that, that, that Biden is a professor. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, but you see, you're asking that question. You'll never have the answer. We'll never have the answer to that question, nor will we ever have the answer when we know the answer. But we'll never have the answer to the dossier and the FISA court and the shenanigans and the things that happened. Okay, so what what you have? We've been witnessing certain themes over the last six years: a fight between the left and the right. And when I say the right, I don't mean your typical right. I mean Trump right. Meaning, we watched we watched a power struggle different cultures and there are certain themes what what has it been it's been documents classified documents isn't it interesting Seth, that everybody went completely nuts when trump had his phone call with Zelensky? why why did everybody go crazy well we didn't go crazy but why did the left go crazy why did everybody in congress go nuts you have to ask it. So we've had these themes, China, Ukraine, the Bidens, classified documents. I mean, there's, there's so many things, and we'll never have answers to them. And it's okay. We'll never really know. But this is an easy out for the left to wash away any, any follow-up on what really happens. To have him go down on this. Get him out, correct. bring in someone new, that's, and move on. That's correct. He, we, they knew they owned him. They obviously owned him because they owned Hunter. They, when I say they, whoever it is that gave 
the money or whatever it was that was done. And this is what happens in politics. And, yeah, they got caught. They were above the law. They thought they were above the law, and they were above the law. But unfortunately, uh, or I should say fortunately, but for the Hunter Biden laptop, you know, this, we wouldn't be able to put the pieces together. Now everybody's able to put the pieces together. But the people that are putting the pieces together is not the mainstream media, is not your average show, is not anybody that's concerned with the detail and examination of political and social and economic life like our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, you know, I, I, I agree. I agree that we want the answers, but you're, what you're witnessing has been pre-planned. Okay. They knew if the House won, if the House won, they would have to let the cat out of the bag about the classified documents. Better that they tell everybody and better that the White House control the information than to have some sort of the Judiciary Committee or some sort of, you know, special committee set up to investigate, find out these details. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you're on to it, David. I think you're on to it. You know, it's funny. Um, when you think about the things that led to impeachment with Donald Trump or uh, the resignation of Richard Nixon or the impeachment of Bill Clinton, in the scheme of things, in the scheme of legal and political crimes, they were kind of third rate. They were all kind of third rate. I mean, wasn't that the word Nixon even used about water? A third rate brought burglary or someone used it. Right. They were kind of third rate. I mean, you know, I think perjury and obstruction of justice is a big deal. But the underlying crime was kind of a head scratcher with Clinton and with the phone call to Zelensky. I mean, my gosh, I I mean, there there was nothing remarkable about that. I still don't understand the the hubbub over it. I still don't. Right. There's nothing remarkable about it, Seth. But because nothing's I I, I read the transcript. I know you have. Yeah. Just like I We've read it, and when you look at the phone call, you say to you, any any normal, any normal, even half educated person would say, "I don't understand." Now, when, when now we're in a war, what happens? Trump's out, Biden's in. We're Ukraine, Russia goes into Ukraine. Well, you know, it seems it seems as though these things. War games have been going on for quite some time. As we know, Trump is the only president of the 20th century not to engage in uh, war or sort of warfare-like conduct Mm -hmm. with another jurisdiction in the country. And we're back on war games. And hopefully people will wake up. Hopefully people will vote and see it. But, again... Unfortunately, we'll never get to the. You'll never. It's kind of like the the investigation. Who's the special prosecutor that's uh, yeah. been, been working on a yeah. case for right. seven? Right. Come right. on. Right. Come on. Right. Yeah. We know how these that's stories like- end, and you're right. I, I mean, I I think David. I think you've got your finger on it. I I think there will be a lot we don't know. I think the bigger story will not be getting the focus or the attention. <clears throat> it does appear for today. Tomorrow could be a whole new day. Wednesday yet. 
another and things do move fast and maybe this will be forgotten in two weeks like everything else gets forgotten in two weeks. Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. And maybe this will be, you know, it wasn't Achilles' whole body. It was just the heel after all. Sure. Just a small part. And, and real, one last, if you don't mind, one last yes, thing sir. Before, before I sign off. I want to just say I want to wish everybody a beautiful, happy, and wonderful Civil Rights Day. Yep. I want to say happy birthday to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I bless his soul. He was a wonderful man, and I just hope that our generation doesn't forget him, that our new generation learns about him, because, it, you know, it, it, it's so, so important that we— we acknowledge and we keep putting forth his ideology. So please, happy birthday. Thank you, David. Uh, for those that may have missed my monologue on him and that in the first hour, you can always get it at 960thepatriot.com, 960thepatriot.com. I think what you'll hear, what you heard from David will be echoed and uh, spelled out in um, some greater detail in that. If, if you want to know why David says what he says, I tried to explain it um, in the um, in the uh, first hour with my uh, monologue. Thank you, David. That was that was a nice tour of duty. Appreciate your patience. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you are concerned with stock market volatility, especially with Joe Biden in office, what if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market? A portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like, and no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily, you are paid monthly, and there are no fees. This is a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate, up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10 and a quarter percent. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call them at 888-YREFI34, 888-YREFI34. Why refi 34? They won't give you a sales pitch. They just like talking about what it is that they do and leave the selling up to Larry Elder and myself. Still getting a lot of feedback on that Larry Elder interview I did two Fridays ago, particularly on the issue of fatherhood. It's an important issue that doesn't get talked about enough. I, I do worry about some of some of the attention span that we can't handle more than one story at once. It is amazing how much this docudrama, document story, docugate, Corvette gate, Corvigate has crowded out so much. It's as almost as if nothing else is going on. A lot is going on. I have a piece uh, in the Washington Times today. You can get it. Probably the easiest way to get it is to go to the Powerline blog. They featured it at the top, powerlineblog.com, called Anesthetizing Ourselves to Death. A story that I think in almost normal times or more normal times would have been headlines everywhere, which is we have reached a 44-year high, a 44-year record in illegal and dangerous drug use in this country. For year, the baseline for the highest use was – for years, the baseline for the year of highest use was 1979. We had never done worse than 1979. News just came out 
from the Department of Health and Human Services in their annual study, we beat it. We have now surpassed the 1979 level. That should be everywhere. It's almost nowhere. I haven't seen headlines on it. If you, you can read my op-ed on it at the Washington Times. They just published it, but it's easiest way probably to get there is via Powerline, powerlineblog.com. In there, uh, they have that nice uh, top area where they feature certain articles. I'm up there with uh, oh, a pretty good group, Victor Hansen, Jonathan Turley, <laughs> Brendan O'Neill. I'll take that group. Anyway, hell of a story. I'm Seth Liebson. Uh, we'll be right back. Brandon Weikert coming right up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 